Steve, nice to have you back on the program. Happy New Year. What a delight to be back with you boys, eh? What an absolute delight. How nice is this, mate? Because we've been talking for years, but I wonder how that would go. We get to talk about our guys, Steve. We get to talk about our guys. Uh, you know, well, so let's say a year ago we mentioned it, we talked about it, we hoped it might happen somewhere down the line. We thought it could happen if one guy won this fight and one guy won this fight. And slowly they've been dragged together. It's taken a long time. My understanding is this has been three or four months of constant negotiating. And despite what you might have heard over the last two or three weeks, this fight was not easy to make. It's not as sensible boxing as it should be. And my understanding is, even a week ago, this fight wasn't made. And, what I, and I was talking earlier on on the BBC, and I don't know if you guys realise, but Joseph Parker was up in a plane about six days. How, what, did, what did he take, a Zeppelin to get here? <laughs> he left New Zealand about last Thursday. He was circling around Heathrow for five mornings before he landed yesterday. It was ridiculous. This fight was trickier to make than anyone anyone wants to admit. Uh, obviously, with boxing, Steve, they say styles make fights. So instantly, when you look at these two guys and we look ahead to the matchup, how do those styles compare and what do you see? Well, I tell you what I see. I see two guys that can be hit. I see two guys that have got good jabs. I see two guys that achieve some stuff as amateurs. And I see two guys who both are completely convinced they can win. They're unbeaten. That's rare. It's the first time two men with a version of the world heavyweight title who are both unbeaten have met each other since Mike Tyson took on a guy called Tony Tucker in Atlantic City. Sorry, the Hilton in Las Vegas in 1987. And what's going to happen here is this fight's going to be won. It's going to be won by the man who uses his brain rather than his brawn. Now, we know... Joshua's slightly bigger and slightly slightly heavier and slightly taller. But that, that will not be such a great big factor on the night. This fight's going to be won, but a boxer, that can use his brain. And I've seen enough of Joseph Parker in those 12-round fights we've been talking about for the last 18 months to convince me that he might have the better boxing brain of the two of them in the ring on the night. Steve Bunce is with us. So when you talk about boxing brain, um, what do you mean by that? This is what, the ability to, to cut someone off, to know when to come it's, in or whatever? What, what do you mean? It's the ability to know you've got 12 rounds, 36 minutes, and you don't have to finish it inside the first four minutes. You don't need to go back after two rounds, cut, bruised, and even if you've got the guy hurt. You can take your time, take a step back, show a shot, not throw it, maybe lead with a jab. Parker's got a terrific jab, and we're going to have to see that. Because these two are not going to, underneath the roof, the canopy of the Principality, the old Millennium, and I like the Millennium name better than the Principality, there's going to be 80,000 people in there, or 79,000 people, okay? And they all want blood. They all want knockouts. No, this fight is going to require a a bit of intelligence. Joshua's got some, don't get me wrong, but so has Parker. And I'd just like to see it be a little bit cagey. I mean, I'm probably not exciting fans by saying that, but it will at some point explode. It will at some point, it, it, some, some point, it will become a little bit electric. But let's have it box. Let's have it start nice and easy. That, I think, gives Parker an edge. Hey, Steve, uh, the, the UK bookies have opened up with Parker at 9-1. to one. Here in New Zealand, Parker's 6-1. Six, six to one. Uh, Joshua's playing next to nothing. Do you think the bookies may have this one wrong? Yeah, listen, I, I think, listen, I, I, listen I, you've got to fancy Joshua. It's hometown for Joshua. 
He's on a run. He feels he's indestructible. Perhaps Parker, perhaps the event will get to Parker. But nine to one, that's harsh. I've got to be honest with you. That, 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 that's harsh. That's a good bet at nine to one. Because, you know, he should be a lot tighter and a lot closer. Than that. And I, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I bet you those odds have been slashed massively the closer we get to fight date. And in fact, we might start to see that when they're drawn together tomorrow at the first press conference. We might get a sense of how they react around each other, how Parker, how Parker looks at Joshua. And I mean actually looks at him. And Joshua reacts to one or two things that have been flying around that Parker and his people have been saying over the last two or three months. You remember that fabulous press conference when Parker showed all of the clips of Joshua being hit by people mm. and stopped many years ago by that Romanian in the European Championships. So, so, so Joshua might react. Parker, I don't think, will react. I think Parker's a little bit of a calmer, cooler character. But it'll be interesting to see how those odds start to drop. I think those odds there are far too wide. Hey, uh, Steve Bunce with us on Radio Sport, talking the boxing, of course. Parker Joshua, April 1st. Steve, we interviewed Joseph Parker on the Radio Sport Breakfast yesterday. He described Anthony Joshua maybe somewhat tongue-in-cheek as the king of steroids. You've heard about that. You've heard the Mm -hmm. comments made by Parker. How do you think he will address those to the UK press, and what sort of reaction do you expect from Anthony Joshua? Well, he'll have to tone down his his language. He'll have to talk about the rumours he's heard as opposed to making specific uh, specific accusations. Uh, you, you know, people always hear rumours. As soon as a guy puts on a few muscles and wins a few fights, we hear the same rumours. But it, uh, that nothing has ever been proved. Anthony Joshua's passed every single drug test that he's, that he's taken so far. But that stuff is going to make the press conference tomorrow extremely lively. The people that are putting the press conference on have still have kept the location secret. It takes place in about 15, 16 hours' time. And all we've been told is it will be in central London. Nobody has been told where the press conference will be. We've got an idea where it's going to be, but no one knows for certain. And that's to try and keep out people that shouldn't be there. This is not a public gathering. It's not... It's not some kind of bear pit for people to scream and yahoo and, and go lunatic at the back of the hall as they're sipping on Stein lagers at 11 o'clock in the morning. That's not what it's about. It's meant to be a civilised place where the two boxers can get unruly, but certainly nobody in the press seat can get unruly. And I think, and I, 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 I'm, I'm forecasting, this will be a tasty press conference. Now, Joshua's not very good at tasty press conferences. He's not very good at losing his call, getting angry and getting upset. In fact... I remember him telling me back in October when he fought Carlos Tackham, he said, you know what, Buncey? He said, I'm a terrible actor. Unless I really dislike somebody, I can't make out I dislike somebody. Well, he just might start disliking uh, Joseph Parker. And that's going to make for some some fairly lively exchanges tomorrow and certainly in the week before the fight. You know what's scarier for for Joseph um, Buncey is that his mum wasn't very thrilled with what he said about Anthony Joshua. And she said on the news last night, "That's not good." Yeah, I think that's scarier, right? When you get home to mum and she goes, "Don't you talk like that in public?" That's got to be scarier for any boxer. I don't care who they are. And it's really interesting because I mean, and bear in mind this is not scripted. Anthony Joshua's mum, the second part of that conversation I had about him being a bad actor, is that that pleases my mum because she doesn't want me to badmouth anybody. So the two (laughs) mums have got something in common. Perhaps they can sit down after the fight and have a sherry.
So who do you think also, now the, the neat thing about boxing is this, is that other guys love to wade in with their opinions. I'm sure Tyson Fury's going to have one. Dante Wilder's probably going to have one there as well. Tyson Fury, what do you imagine his angle is when he comes in on this? Well, I would imagine Tyson Fury is pig sick, and I mean pig sick, that he didn't get to Parker first. Because if he'd have managed to get to Parker, he could have in theory got some revenge for Parker beating his cousin and his closest friend, Huey Fury, back in September. And then he would have also improved his chances, enhanced his chances of getting to Joshua if he could have beaten Parker. So I'd imagine he'll be upset. But, but Tyson Fury will do his normal thing. They're both bums. They're both beach body beautiful bums. I'd beat the pair of them, even though I'm seven stone overweight, and I'd beat them with one hand on the same night. All the usual stuff that we like from Tyson Fury. Bizarrely, away from all of his lunatic comments, Tyson Fury's a really thoughtful, nice fella. Hey, Steve, we appreciate you bringing that bronze beach body of yours to our yes. program once again. Well, hey, listen, one day I'm going to start, I'm going to do this show one day in, in my Speedos and nothing else, and I'm going to do it live. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thank you very much, Steve.